Welcome to the Taz Show Podcast. Something crazy went down at Seattle-Tacoma International Airport Friday night. A 29-year-old guy named Richard Russell, who works in ground services at the airport, stole an empty 76-seat Horizon Airlines plane. He took off in the plane. Two fighter jets scrambled to follow him. He uh, He's in the air. He's doing all sorts of insane tricks like barrel rolls and and flips in the which just given the type of plane he is flying Mm -hmm. is pretty impressive more impressive when you realize this guy doesn't have a pilot's license apparently all he played was microsoft flight simulator yeah some of those video games i guess are pretty darn accurate because he was able to take off and perform some pretty uh impressive moves in the sky the whole time he was up there, he was communicating with the air traffic controller, and it sounded like he knew how things were going to end. Um, he did fatally crash into an island, so this is his his last communication. It may be a little disturbing knowing that, but uh, it's it's fascinating. Have a listen. This is uh, Richard Russell in the stolen airplane talking to air traffic control. I got a lot of people that care about me. It's going to disappoint them to, to hear that I did this. Um, I would like to apologize to each and every one of them. Um, just a broken guy. Got a few screws loose, I guess. Never really knew it until now. Man, that's sad. Strange how calm he sounds, though. Yeah. It's so matter-of-fact, like you're talking to one of your buddies on the phone. Damn it, Andrew! People's lives are at stake here! Now, Rich, don't, don't say stuff like that. Nah, I just told you, I'm not, I don't want to hear no one. I just want you to whisper sweet nothings into my ear. What? <laughs> yeah, he's joking around with the guy the whole time, and he he says he didn't want to hurt anybody. There was obvious concern initially that he was connected to a terrorist group, but it sounds like he just wanted to take his own life, and he had decided this was how he was going to do it. Now, how long uh, did he plan this? If Judging by what he's saying there, he it was a spur of a, of the moment decision for him to get in this plane and uh, pull off this stunt before he killed himself. There is the uh, the runway just off your right side in about a mile. Do you see that? That's McCord uh, Field. Oh man, those guys will rough me up if I uh, tried landing there. I think I I think I might mess something up there too. I wouldn't want to do that. Uh, hopefully, oh they probably got anti aircraft. No, they don't have any of that stuff. Uh, We're just trying to find a place for you to land safely. Yeah, not quite ready to bring it down just yet, but holy smokes, I gotta gotta stop looking at the fuel because it's going down quick. I wouldn't know how to land it. I wasn't really planning on landing it. This is probably uh, like jail time for life, huh? I, I mean, I would hope it is for a guy like me. He sounds like a good dude, the kind of guy you'd want to hang out with. Does he? Well, yeah, he's. I think he sounds like a fun guy. Oh, he's, he sounds spun. And is there, like, it's just insane. In, in well, context, the, the, the of contrast, what's going on. the contrast of the act that he is performing and the way he is communicating with, with the guy over the, the headset. Yes, it's weird, but he sounds. That's the thing, man. Mental illness. You never know. He sounds like a happy guy 
who would, you know, if you're playing softball with him or having a beer with him, he'd be a great dude, right? But he sounds like a guy you play video games with. Like, he sounds like he's talking over a headset while playing a video game. He's in the video game, and that's all the training he had to take off in this plane, eventually crash and, and kill himself. I don't need that much help. I've played some video games before. Uh, I would like to figure out how to get this cabin altitude. Like, I know where the box is. I would like to... Get some, uh, make it, make it pressurized or something so I'm not so lightheaded. Man. Jeez. FBI is investigating how exactly he was able to steal the plane and just exactly what caused him to snap like this. And hopefully they're investigating how to prevent this from happening again in the future because it doesn't seem like it was that difficult for this guy to get aboard a plane and take off, which is a scary thing. A broken guy got a few screws loose i guess never really knew it until now man the tash show podcast so kanye west in the news again this weekend there is this moment on the jimmy kimmel show that people were talking about from friday you so famously and so powerfully said george bush doesn't care about black people it makes me wonder what makes you think that donald trump does or any people at all why don't we take a break? We'll come back. And uh, Kanye West. Yeah, yeah. He's out with so people were saying that Kimmel stumped Kanye on that question. He had a stunned look on his face, and he, he kind of he didn't respond right away. They went to a commercial break. They came back from the commercial, and it was like it had never happened. <laughs> um, on the weekend, Kanye tweeted, Let me clarify the clickbait. I wasn't given a chance to answer the question. The question was important to me, so I took time to think. And then I was hit with, let's go to a commercial break. Jimmy Kimmel actually defended Kanye, saying, Hey, not every question warrants an immediate answer. Some answers need to be considered. And a talk show with time constraints is a difficult place to do that. I know how much Kanye cares. I'm so impressed by what he is doing quietly and without fanfare to help those who need it. Hmm. It is a good question, because I would love to have heard the answer, because it doesn't sound like Kanye really has one. But it was weird a few months ago when he came out and said, I love Donald Trump. Yeah, he was all over Trump. Yeah. <laughs> and that moment when he said George Bush hates black people, <laughs> Mike Myers standing next to him at that telethon. It was the Hurricane Katrina telethon, right? Yeah, yeah. And Mike Myers' face was like... It was the facial version of this noise. <laughs> you know, if Kimmel knew he was going to ask that question, he should have invited Mike Myers, too, to come out. And <laughs> <laughs> or he should have asked the question earlier in the interview, so Kanye would have had more time to answer it. Because you're right, I would, I'd love to hear the answer. And if Kanye was just thinking about it, he tweets out, hey, I was just thinking about it. He's had time to think. What's the answer? Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, tweet out the answer now. We'd love to hear. <laughs> on the lighter side of Kanye West, <laughs> he also uh, released a new single on the weekend. So I guess this is a song? Is this is this considered a song, Jim? This is This is Kanye West saying, I'm a genius and nobody can hold me back and I hear things nobody else does. So to him, this is music. Okay, it is called XTCY. Now, listen closely to the lyrics. We all know Kanye is married to Kim Kardashian, who has a number of attractive sisters. Um, so listen carefully. <laughs> You 
sick thoughts, I got more of them. You got a sister-in-law, you a smash, I got four of them. Damn, those are the sisters. You did something unholy to them pictures. Damn, you need to be locked up. Nah, we need a bigger hot tub. Now let me see your bag, 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 bag. You heard it, ain't it? You got a sister-in-law you want to smash? I got four of them. <laughs> Even Chloe? He's basically saying that Chloe, Courtney, Kendall, and Kylie, he would like to smash them. <laughs> Can you imagine the trouble you would get in? Now think about this. If you have some sister-in-laws, <laughs> if you wrote a song about how you would love to smash one of your sister-in-laws, <laughs> let alone four of your sister-in-laws, yeah. how do you think your wife would react to that? I guess Kim's cool with it because uh, the the cover, the the single photo, the the, the picture that's on the cover of that thing, is uh, the four Kardashian sisters looking good at some birthday party event. Yeah, and let's be serious, they all got plastic surgery to look like Kim anyway, that's so they're right. all trying to look like Kim. Yeah, you'd think if he was gonna write a song about smashing someone, it would be like a someone who looks. Different than his wife, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're going to cheat, why would you cheat with something, <laughs> you know, it's pretty close to what you already got. <laughs> but imagine, my wife doesn't, I don't have a sister-in-law. Yeah. But I'm sure if I wrote a song about how I wanted to smash my brother-in-law. <laughs> There'd be even more questions. <laughs> you got sick thoughts, I got more of them. You got a sister-in-law, you a smash, I got four of them. <laughs> Thanksgiving in the Kardashian West house gonna be a little awkward. You got a question? Ask a lawyer. Ask a lawyer. A question about custody or a neighbor. Ask a lawyer. Ask a lawyer. Ian Snedden, partner with Cohen Highly Lawyers, joins us in the FM 96 studios. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, guys. Uh, welcome back. I know you're on vacation. You have a good time. Where were you? I had a great time. I was in uh, Slovenia. Whoa! And uh, yeah, I got asked that a lot before I left. Like, where's Slovenia? So it's part of the old Yugoslavia. It's an undiscovered country near Croatia and Italy. And it's so you were the first one there. You planted the <laughs> Sneden flag in the ground. Undiscovered. There, there was no one else there. It's, it's now called Vlania. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. People should if you Google. Slovenia, and I'm not getting paid by Slovenia for this, by the yeah. way, maybe, but uh, Google Slovenia or put in Lake Bled, B-L-E-D, and you'll see it's like a fairy tale land. And what what in terms of, I know you're a lawyer, so you're super loaded. Was it expensive? <laughs> uh, you know what? It was not expensive. It was. I went to Croatia about 15 years ago before Game of Thrones was out, and it was inexpensive. And uh, now it is much more expensive. It's pricey because like, fans of the show go right. check out locations. Yeah, go to Dubrovnik. Hmm. But um, Slovenia is still relatively inexpensive. I'll put it in uh, a, a term at least that I deal with. So we went for a glass of wine. It was one euro. So that's about a dollar... <laughs> 50. That's, that's like, pretty good. When I got back from Ukraine, that's how I'd explain to everybody how cheap it is. I'd be like, a beer is 75 cents at the bar, Jim. Yeah. In your face, Doug Ford. <laughs> well, let's stop talking about it then okay. because we don't want too many people to figure out 
the secret right. before we're able to go visit Slovenia together, Jim. <laughs> uh, you're here to talk uh, about the law. We're going to go to the phones in just a second. But something we wanted to discuss is this big divorce battle that's going on between Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Right. It's starting to get a little messy here. As, as they tend to from time to time in, in my business. But uh, as I understand it, Brad Pitt has not been paying uh, child support. And that's uh, ticking off Angelina. As it would. What do they got, like 14 kids? <laughs> yeah. Is there a point you can get to where both of you just have enough money and they say, you know what, you're on your own. You're both on your own. Yeah, not not really. I mean, if, if they shared the children equally, then that could happen if they made the same amount of money. But the theory is that child support's the right of the children. So you can't avoid it, even though Angelina Jolie clearly has enough money to support these kids. She has enough, but Brad Pitt has more. He's worth $240 million. She's worth $160 million. Oh. So he's still worth significantly more. It's a lot of glasses of wine in Slovenia. <laughs> $160 million. They could live like a thousand years in Slovenia. <laughs> so there, there is no, even though she is super successful, she has her own money, there's always going to be... Uh, a point where the person who has less money is going to, or who has the kids more. Right. Yeah, it's, it's where what the kids What if Brad had the kids more and he has more money? Then she would have to pay him child support. She would have to pay even though he has more money. Right. Hmm. Wow. Now, if it was an average guy who the law knew that he wasn't paying his child support, what does? how long until that guy goes to jail? Obviously, Brad Pitt has enough lawyers. It's not a big deal. But for the average guy, if he decided not to pay... Does he go to jail? Well, the, in in Ontario, it's the Family Responsibility Office that enforces uh, child support. But the, uh, going to jail is a is a last resort. Normally, they'll take your driver's license first or do something really? else like that. Yeah, but I have been making in, it even harder to pay child support. Uh, true. That's I mean that's that's the drawback to throwing somebody in jail. It's kind of like. You know, England in the 17th century having debtors' court. Well, hmm. you know, you owe money yet. You're going to be in jail, so how are you going to pay it? But I've actually right. been in a courtroom where um, the person on the other side, I was representing the um, the mom in this case, and uh, dad said to the judge, well, you may as well throw me in jail because I can't afford to pay child support. And he did. The judge is like, okay. <laughs> okay, there you go. Go get an officer. And, be careful wow. what you wish for. And he was, he was a little shocked because the judge made the order that it was uh, pay th- 30, this is a while ago, so I'm trying to remember. Paid $10,000, let's say, or 30 days in jail. So I actually called the guy while he was in jail and said, look, if you can just get some money to my client, then I'll do my best to, uh, you know, my client doesn't see any advantage to you being in jail. But he thought that if he spent the 30 days in jail, he wouldn't owe the money anymore. Which wasn't the case. Which was not the case at all. <laughs> so, so he found that at what, halfway through a sentence? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're <laughs> telling me. <laughs> yeah. It's $10,000 or 30 days in jail. It does sound like, okay, I'll take the 30 days in jail. I absolutely would. And say, boss, I'll be here. I'll see you next month. <laughs> yeah, it could be a little clearer. But, well, uh, do your paychecks ever get just like, does the money ever eventually just come off your paycheck garnished. and directly to your wife? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's what uh, is, um, that's the most common way that it's dealt with. So unless both parties opt out of the family responsibility office, if there's a court order, it will automatically happen that it's taken from the person's uh, paycheck. 
Hmm. What's Brad Pitt's next movie? <laughs> Paycheck's going to get garnished. <laughs> Deadbeat Daddy too. <laughs> the Tash Show Podcast. Omarosa has a new book coming out tomorrow called Unhinged, an insider's account of the Trump White House. Yeah, Omarosa worked at the White House for the President of the United States, Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Next up, Richard Hatch. <laughs> Just walking through the halls of the West Wing buck naked. <laughs> Omarosa. Turns out she's uh, she's kind of sneaky. Huh. She recorded herself. She says she's recorded conversations secretly with Donald Trump during her time at the White House. She also uh, was saying that she recorded Senator, or not Senator, uh, uh, John Kelly firing her, uh, General Kelly. And uh, it turns out it's true because yesterday on Meet the Press, she released the audio and says that she felt threatened by what Kelly was saying when she was fired. I think it's important to understand that if we make this a friendly departure, um, we can all be, you know, you can look at look at your time here in, in uh, the White House as a year of service to the nation. Uh, and then you can go on without any type of uh, difficulty in the future relative to your reputation. Can I a, ask you a couple of questions? Does uh, the president, is the president aware of this? Uh, don't, let's not go down the road. This is a non-negotiable discussion. I don't want to uh, negotiate. I just, I've never talked, had a chance to talk to you, General Kelly. Yeah, so but, if this is my departure, I'd like to have at least an opportunity no, uh, to understand. We can, we can talk another time. This has to do with some pretty serious viola- integrity violations. Um, so I'll let it go with that. So uh, the, the staff and everyone on the staff works for me, not the president. What kind of integrity violations? Well, for one, you're recording me right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're in the situation yeah. room. And that's the wild thing here. They're in the situation room, which to me, like, I thought that's where they went when there was, like, major situations, not, you know, international decisions that had to be made, not for firing Omarosa. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's because they, they also are recording the Situation Room. I bet you there's some a mic in, in there, there, too. Yeah. They uh, um, have lockers apparently outside the Situation Room, and it's protocol that you're supposed to put your cell phone in the locker on your way into the Situation Room. Now, obviously, Omarosa didn't do that, but she's Omarosa, so... <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. I mean, what do you expect from her? What yeah. is she going to be doing in there? And, yeah, I I think Omarosa's a snake, but who hired her? Yeah. Donald Trump gave her a job at the White House after see, he's seen The Apprentice. He was there. <laughs> like, she was the worst person yeah. on that show, and he still gave her the job. And then you're surprised? When she's pulling stunts like this and she's thinking of herself over everybody else and uh, compromising national security by bringing a phone into the situation room of the White House is crazy. I like how she says she was threatened. Like, that's very innocent audio. There's not, like, she definitely was fired appropriately, it seems. So just to publish or, like, to try to get promotion for her book, she's trying to throw this guy under the bus when it seems like, was he really threatening her? She says she was threatened, like, hey, if you don't go quietly, we are going to leak stories to the press about you and ruin your career. That's her side of it. And in a way, he was saying that, but 
guess what? If she's guilty of violations, I think it's pretty... I'd rather have the option of that stuff not getting out there. Yeah, he was nice enough to say, let's do this quietly. Yeah. Because it's going to be mostly embarrassing it, for It'll you. be better for you if we do it this way. But it's your decision. Omarosa on Meet the Press yesterday also said that she uh, had a blind spot when it came to Donald Trump. And he is a racist, a bigot, and a misogynist. And she says, you've heard the, the rumor... Tom Arnold, Roseanne's ex-husband, is all over this, that he has heard audio of Donald Trump outtakes from The Apprentice TV show where Trump uses the N-word. Well, Omarosa says she has seen and heard that same tape. I had an opportunity to go out in Los Angeles and sit down with the person who actually has a copy of the tape, and I heard his voice as clear as you and I are sitting so you here. You have heard the tape? I have heard Since the publication tape. of this book? Absolutely. So you know it exists? And I know it exists, okay. and what I regret is that these people are probably trying to leverage it as this October surprise. I don't want to be a part of that. But I have heard for <laughs> two years that it existed, and once I heard it for myself, it was confirmed what I feared the most, that Donald Trump is a con and has been masquerading as someone who is actually open to engaging with diverse communities. But when he talks that way, the way he did on this tape, it confirmed that he is truly a racist. It's hilarious that... Uh Omarosa is surprised to hear that, and Trump is surprised to hear that Omarosa's a weasel. <laughs> yeah. These two people. They Are you have, walking around with your ears and eyes closed? They have no no judgment of character. <laughs> I can't believe Trump. He's a, he's a racist and a misogynist. I can't believe that Omarosa would record us. <laughs> what? Who would have thought? Hey, I just want to sincerely thank you for listening to the Taz Show podcast. If you want more, subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcasts. All the podcast places.